I can be the circus leader to let me think of a sweet theme to do. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. No, no, I got one. I got one. I got It's a good one. We used to be four ordinary teams. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us back in for another sweet, sweet week of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. This is a podcast, it's the animated podcast about real cartoons where we talk about cartoons and watch them too. I'm here with my boys, Sweet Baby Andrew. Hey! And lovable, a lovable dumpster trash Austin. <laughs> they say I'm marketable. <laughs> No, they don't, honey. I don't. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We're doing cartoons. We're uh, here. Cartoons. I'm a big fan of how you started this this episode because I feel like we've kind of buried the lead. Like if if this was someone's first episode, like in the past few, we've sort of gotten like maybe three minutes in before we were like, oh, and it's this is about cartoons. In case yeah, you didn't tell know, them, first tell them, first tell them the <laughs> the jam, and now I'm gonna spread that jam spread that jam around. Ooh. On the sourdough toast, because guess what? Guess the other thing that we love on this podcast is sourdoughs. <laughs> <laughs> is the theme sourdough bread this week? Rory, is that? You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're really straight. <laughs> I would say I think this is a very nice evolution from our windmill theme of, of grinding the wheat. Oh and now God. we've sort of taken it to the next logical step is we're... producing a wonderful sourdough bowl. <laughs> we're really stretching yeah, we're the idea of what, over a, here. what a theme is. Uh, <laughs> no, this is our sourdough episode. It's a theme. This is where we make a house for our chowder that we can eat. <laughs> this is where the chowder lives. <laughs> oh, no. Come on down to Saturday morning, Tuesdays. All right, I'm on. I'm I'm on board. I'm on board. We can do a sourdough episode. It is my favorite of the breads. Uh, but I, you know, I don't like the sourdough because it's all sour and it's not sweet and it tastes like a lemon. It tastes like you're eating a lemon. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. And I've got a five point. You gotta uh, butter up your sourdough, dude. You don't eat that straight. You don't eat straight cold sourdough. No, he's right. You don't do that. You put them peanut butters on it, or you put that that regular butter. Any kind of butter, really, uh, is going to augment your sourdough experience. You got jams and jellies. Mm-hmm. You have meats and cheeses. Chowders? Chowders. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, it does, it does exist as a chowder. It house. does chowder well. <laughs> well, let's pour the chowder of cartoons. Let's pour the into chowder our... right over into some cartoons. You guys, we got to work on our transitions. <laughs> Now let's pour the chowder out over some cartoons. Ooh, Hachi Tachi, I just touched that fresh loaf out of the oven. And <laughs> this this one this one's piping hot. You better put a towel on top. Uh because it's ready cool to get out on sliced. the windowsill. Can, can I put cut it, it now? Can I cut it open now? To no, walk you can't by. cut it now. You know what that is? It's gotta wait and cool down. It's Sailor Moon episode 25. The episode titled Too Many Girlfriends. You gotta wait for your loaf to rise, Andy. <laughs> right now you've got a soft flaccid loaf. You gotta wait for it to rise. Look, you Andrew, Andrew in a this plump, episode. Chubby loaf of sourdough. He is not waiting for his loaf to rise. He is 
He is getting <laughs> real fast and loose with all no, these that women. that man is carbo-loading, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, let's, let's read the summary. On a, on a and girlfriend I have right here. diet? Yeah. <laughs> please, please. I, yeah, I got, us, I got us a summary. Let's, let's walk us up, up, in, up in there. Um, so Serena and Lita are shocked to discover that their crush Andrew has a girlfriend named Rita. However, Andrew and Rita's relationship is in jeopardy due to Rita being offered a chance to study abroad in Africa. Oof. Meanwhile, figuring that they have nothing more to lose, Serena and Lita decide to aggressively go after Andrew's affection by whatever means necessary. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty strong summary. Uh, probably the only thing that it leaves out is the fact that, uh, of course, Rita is the one containing the monster this episode. Yeah, she's our monster lady. Yeah, it's a pretty monster light episode. It is. They yeah. go pretty pretty light on action in favor of you know a good chunk of character development and relationship strife and boy crushes and you know <laughs> we're pretty big fans of that I think. <laughs> I'm I'm on board for boy crushes when evs. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, this one this one was really fun. I think that uh they maybe it had a different director or a different storyboarder or something along those lines because the art actually sort of changed a bit to match the tone of this episode and everybody kind of yeah, got had like a lot of fun with this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like playfully off model and like uh, what do they call it in anime? Uh, like a little more kawaii, a little more like chibi. Uh, super deformed is the phrase yeah. that I was looking for. A little super deformed at moments. Uh, yeah. Like when they sort of, when they, when they sort of, uh, re- they kind of return to their infant shapes. As, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're just feeling something really strong and like the shape of their whole existence changes and their face looks different. Um, so it was really it was really fun. Uh, and we got a lot of uh, Lita time, which is nice because yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. I mean, she she's new, fantastic. so it hasn't like we haven't been missing on her, but she hasn't had a, had a strong episode yet, really. So it was good to good to build her back up with the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty good at holding down the fort. Four, three or four. Something yeah, like she's that. been around for like four episodes now. Something like yeah. that. Um, yeah. I guess she's a cook, which I forgot about. I forgot. Yeah, that it came I up in the first, first episode. She's got all this like dope food and Serena, yeah, she made her Serena chows down. Yeah, um, but the the cook aspect happens because uh, it begins with well, it begins with Wally the weatherman uh, making a real a real boner <laughs> like a real prediction. <laughs> he really bones it on that one. Yeah, predicts sunshiny a, days. Yeah, it's a downpour. And poor Lita gets 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 soaked to the to the bone. Yeah, and then she bumps into Andrew, and that's when she gets hit by the real cutie crushes. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's sort of a, a a beautiful moment that will always happen in the rain. While as long as there are hunks and cuties, uh, there will always be the They'll umbrella be moment. Heads. I gotta They'll say this, in the hunks, rain. hunks. If you were looking for a cutie, bring an umbrella. You got to bring that <laughs> umbrella wherever you it's go. It's a strong move. Yeah. yeah. If you get caught in the rain and there's a cutie and you can't save her, that's your own fault for not thinking about bringing that umbrella. Also, you just cuties, blew it. cuties, bring bring an umbrella because you don't know when there's going to be some some rain trapped hunk. No, that works both <laughs> ways. You are very very correct on that. Uh, I've I've uh, myself been swayed by a cutie with an umbrella once or twice. Uh, quite a wonderful time. Second only yeah. to the experience that I'm liable to have as soon as the sourdough loaf is ready. Mm, and mm. childbirth. That's a good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're very right. Childbirth. 
and uh, then rain and umbrella cuties. So the hunk, the hunk is Andrew. And for maybe the first time in the show, Andrew sort of takes a, uh, a kind of central role and we learn a little bit about him. And, yeah. uh, I have major issues with this man. Yeah. A lot of them. And yeah. I think, I think my biggest problem with him is, uh, enumerated or whatever by Serena herself when she finds out that he's got a girlfriend, right? I mean, we learned that in the summary. He has a long-term, like, year-long, two-year-long girlfriend. And Serena says, how come he never mentioned... An adult woman. Yeah, an adult woman, like he's an adult man. She says, how come he never mentioned her to us so we could stop moping over him? And that's fucking real. Yeah, Yeah. she has a solid point. That's a real point, and I'm very upset with Andrew, my namesake, because... You can't just string along these these you know wide joe-wise. Yeah, you can't do that and not just even slightly casually mention your long-term girlfriend. You're just you're just playing around with some some junior high school girls at that point, and that's just a dick move. Yeah, yeah, because like he has a conversation with Jupiter. He's talking to Jupiter for three seconds, and already at that time, they've set up like a cooking date, <laughs> and it's not like. I think a lot of people could interpret that as a romantic date. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's either so clueless. I, I mean, I think he's, he's clueless, but it's to the point where it's like, shame on you. Yeah. You know, he, he, he should know better. Yeah. I mean, he's like 24 or some shit. Yeah. And he has an adult woman girlfriend. Both of these, both him and well, him and Rita are both. I mean, supposedly if we're to believe Darian saying that, Andrew wants to be a surgeon, and she's in school to be an entomologist. It's possible they're college students, which is still way too old for junior high. But we can we can dial down. Like a college yeah, student. yeah, we can they dial that down to like twenty twenty one. They That's said true. research student in the episode, but I wonder. I don't know if that was changed. Yeah, undergrads do research too. Yeah, so. she just seemed like she was thirty. I know she's she's wearing a lab coat, which to, to me at, at first I thought was a doctor's coat, and she's talking about going. A, going to africa i uh, wonder if in the japanese it was like a doctor's without borders situation more and that yeah, they changed for prudence sake right right just to try try to age her down a little more so it didn't feel yeah. like quite a gross discrepancy <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but uh but yeah it's it's uh it's an interesting bit i mean mostly mostly this is all set up so that we can get a lot of good comedy moments with serena being upset yeah yeah, but Serena doesn't show up until like halfway through the episode. Oh, There's... we get we get some good Lita stuff though. Yeah, we get some Rita versus Lita. Um, when Lita shows up, so Lita has has um scheduled herself a date to come over to Andrews to teach him how to cook. That's what happens when he when they bump heads. Right, yeah. Um then they split ways for a little bit. Uh Darian gives uh Andrew uh, a piece of his mind about Andrews. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Like, even though we've got plenty to say about Darian, he kind of calls Andrew on his like, come on, dude, you know, these girls are way into your business. Yeah. Yeah. Although the funny thing there, though, is that like Darian still thinks he's just buds with Ray. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like making fun of Andrew for not knowing that the girls are crushing on him. It's like, oh, I just think of them as little sisters. He's like, dude, you have no idea. They love <laughs> you. And then he's like, oh, yeah, but like Ray and I are just buds or whatever. <laughs> and like both of these guys are completely clueless <laughs> well so the one interesting thing i found when i was comparing the japanese version the original is that that whole scene is like 
world's different. The Ridgy? Oh, really? Comparing it to the Ridgy? The Ridgy. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start calling it Ridgy. Um, <laughs> but that that like bro talk scene is definitely different uh, because Andrew, like, there's more of a content about Andrew like being worried about getting in the way of Rita's dreams, mm-hmm. and then and then they're like, uh, you know, they're just sort of having a heart to heart, and Andrew's kind of upset because he doesn't know what to do. And then he's like, hey, why don't you come on over? Uh, Lita's going to make me a bunch of food. And Darian's like, wait, she's Serena's friend. You know Serena's hella into you. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, but they're both really cute. And Darian's like, wait, I thought we were just talking about you and your relationship with Reka. And Andrew's like, oh, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to hook up with a middle school girl. And then at that point is when Ray's little picture shows up and Darian gets real uncomfortable. so it's like he basically says i'm not gonna hook up with a junior high school girl and darian's like (laughs) 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 oh no my behavior is very suspect uh so i can understand why they they shifted it a little bit um but i I am glad would you say andy that uh without without you know going too far like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a, a little bit of age gap is a little more normal in japan i think it's i think it's more accepted I don't know yeah. that it's necessarily like normal, okay, but uh, okay. but you know I think I mean there's still there's still like arranged marriages and like really fancy families and stuff and like you know th- there's a there's sure. c- there's kind of a, a larger spectrum of what's a larger and smaller simultaneously right because they're not necessarily super LGBT friendly over there but like mm-hmm. like a larger spectrum of what is kind of normal in terms of those sort of relationships yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't, I, I don't know that it would, it would, it, it would probably still be weird, right? But maybe not <laughs> yeah. quite, maybe not quite as weird. But not criminally weird? Right. Potentially not. But, you know, I'm no expert in statutory rape laws in Japan, so. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think that's, uh, I think that's maybe for the best. Just a quick shift here. Uh, there is one, one line that I did really love, one exchange during this conversation that was separate, that was just, uh. Um, Darian is like, but Andrew, you hate bugs. And Andrew just really <laughs> no. quietly was like, well, I would, I would learn to like them for her. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> oh, it's so I cute. Think I, I think I could like bugs. I think I could learn to like bugs. <laughs> oh man. Well, Serena finds out pretty quick that he's got a girlfriend. Cause she's like, uh, talking to Lita the next day. And there's a pretty damn good moment where, uh, where she's like, what are you so upset about, Lita? And Luna's like, well, Andrew's got a girlfriend. And she's like, what? No, no, that's not a thing. What's <laughs> really happening? push it aside. <laughs> Lita's like, no, he's in love. And then she, Serena's like, no! It was, oh, my God. I was building. I was so excited for that moment. It was and it did not disappoint. Before we get too far ahead of this, uh, there, when we meet Rita, we also meet, Darian also meets them in the park. Mm-hmm. And... I just liked that Andrew and Darian and this woman Rita have, they all know each other and have, uh, it seems like they're pretty, they just have a lot going on outside of the show that we don't see. Yeah, they got uh-huh. a life. Yeah, and that's fun. Like adults do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just that it like, has these side characters and it kind of, tr- you know, is aware that they still have full, you well, know. Full lives, right? Yeah. I think a lot of times side characters in cartoons like this can sort of feel like they're robots that turn off and just you know go into sleep mode yeah, exactly. when the main character mm-hmm. leaves the room. In in yeah. plenty of shows, they don't really keep track of what's going on in people's lives. Yeah, if it's not relevant to the main story. Yeah, so, so it, I thought it was cool. It is nice. I agree. 
Um, he wasn't like, hey, Andrew, who's this? Oh, this is my this is my long term girlfriend who you just who, who everybody else is just meeting now. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> we didn't know about it until we wrote this we, episode. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, then it's a then it's a real thing. They like uh, Lita and Serena sort of decide to be what do they call themselves like? Love, Love scouts. scouts. Love scouts. <laughs> like they're gonna uh, they're gonna go after him whole hog. Yeah, but yeah. we cannot we cannot miss uh, Luna's wonderful line. Um, and I think uh, about Mel, the only the boy week. who li- the only boy who likes uh, who likes Serena. <laughs> yeah, because Serena has a awesome. Full why don't meltdown. you tell us the sweet sweet line? Yeah, Serena has a full on meltdown when she realizes that Andrew is, <laughs> is off the menu. And <laughs> off the menu. And then Luna's is like, oh, but the, and the only the only boy who likes Serena is the school dweebmeister, Melvin the Cerebellum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She's such a she's she's not a mom. She wants to be a mom, but she's just as willing to get down in the dirt with she's the name calling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it really is. It's it, it illuminates something we've been talking about for a while. It's like, what's this show's stance on Melvin? Like, where are <laughs> we at? Meisters? Yeah, we're at Dweebmeister, not you know the school stalker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no one, no one's like looking over their shoulder when they see him in in an alleyway, but they are upset with him generally. Although I would say, I would say that there is some extra connotation when they say Dweebmeister that he's also not like a safe person to hang out with. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Dweebmeister sells that, but <laughs> I will give it the benefit of the doubt that he's not safe. Yeah, he's a little bit. He's a little bit. What about Kevin? <laughs> or we have to talk about Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. But yes, they become love scouts. <laughs> some really great animation here. We were like we were talking about just some really fun reaction stuff, and they're they're stealing themselves to be brave and try to both get over Andrew and also. Totally still try to horn in on Andrew's game. <laughs> to horn dog up in his bones. Yeah. Yeah, so they've planned to come over the next day to cook him a meal. And yeah. they come equipped with the makings of beef stroganoff. Mm-hmm. You know. Although it's not stroganoff, right? They make a stew. Yeah, they just make a stew. But the stew I thought was funny because later when Andrew runs out to save Rita, he's like, you know, will the food be okay? And Lita has to kind of begrudgingly be like, it's just gonna get better. <laughs> now it'll be better if we wait. It'll be stew some more. But then, so they're there, and um, Andrew gets a call from Rita that she's suffering from heartbreak, and she's gonna <laughs> right. be late. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's a weird line. That she's like, "I can't be there for dinner." Oh, have you got the flu? I don't know what it is. I think it could be heartbreak. I think he was right to be concerned because that sounds that sounds like she's gonna throw herself off a bridge. Yeah, it it super signaled something different than what we got. <laughs> and well, kind of though, because he leaves and we don't really find out what they did. He's gone all night. He's oh. gone all night, and they finally check up. And once they finally check up on him, they're just the two of them are surrounded by flames and zoocyte. So we don't know like right, what yeah. happened in the. I like, liked that six jump straight hours. into the action. I thought it was really cool. Because we yeah. almost always have to deal with this entire like buildup that we know exactly where it's going. Yeah, yeah and, and there is more of that. We're we're kind of with the perspective of a fourteen-year-old here looking at a relationship that is far deeper and more complicated than can be understood by these two. 
Totally. And so sure. that so we're not seeing maybe extra elements that are at play here. Um, yeah, and, maybe. And yeah, yeah. maybe they, they had some like crazy Real. makeup sex or or just like a you know, really intense conversation about their future. Exactly. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. You're blowing yeah. my mind a little bit, Austin. You're totally right. Yeah, but but then you know we jump to some fire and and we get the <laughs> the rainbow crystal or the oh, blue crystal, not uh, the rainbow crystal. R- right, really, really a fast. rainbow crystal. My my favorite moment in the episode is right before they transform, uh, where Luna shows up and she's like yes. seeing seeing the wand go off, but they don't notice, and she's like slamming her body against the window and like, come on, pay attention. And then they they finally realize what's going on, and they're still like dragging their heels and getting annoyed about stuff. And there's a shot of Luna, and she's crying like she's so like anxious and upset. And she goes, "Just transform." <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Luna is completely desperate now for she's, oh, anything. Just fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> the shot lasts maybe a second, and it's probably it's probably my favorite moment in the whole episode for sure. Yeah. And it's also funny later she calls them out uh, when they arrive to the to the fight scene. They have all this like love scout stuff. They apparently like rehearsed before coming in. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And like, we've seen the atlas before, but Luna really calls it out as like, <laughs> as like, come on, we, <laughs> we have the this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we've got our things that we say every episode. Why do you got to keep changing it? Oh, I man. wrote you guys these cool these cool scripts, and you always fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then uh, we have our monster transformation. Yes. Uh, Zosite pulls the blue crystal out, and then and this oh, and Zosite also I would say even more than Babu is the is the biggest fucking reach for like the theme the like the. Yeah, using the elements of the character we've learned to make a monster is uh-huh. so. This one is so, so fucking out of place. It's so she tangential. Showed these little like grenade capsules that little caterpillars cro- like explode leeches, out of. Leeches, right? Yeah, so they say leeches, but they aren't leeches because leeches don't no. do that. Right. Um, no. And she's trying to be like an can entomologist. Also summon, she can also summon uh, beakers. It's like a big Erlenmeyer flask that. <laughs> it's a giant Erlenmeyer ma- kind of flask that absorbs <laughs> lightning. <laughs> That it's... would have been a great name for the demon, Flask Blaster. <laughs> That's, good. That's a good name. But yeah, it like absorbs Jupiter's lightning and shoots it back at her. And I don't know. It's fucking weird. And even her design is kind of low effort. She's just like a yeah. green lady with a one piece bathing suit and thigh highs. Yeah. It's like, she's yeah, got and... like piccolo ears and then like kind of a pretty modern haircut. She's got oh, like, yeah. Cool, yeah. like a side, like a side cut. Was it the, all... like, is it the pixie cut? Is that what it's called? No, it's it, like a different. Yeah, I don't remember Pixie's what it's like called. A little shorter, but it's there's like a, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, shaved on the sides, long on top, sort of thing. Yeah, but also uh, Andrew didn't have to faint because he got blasted. He did get blasted. You know, sort of maybe an interesting uh, gender double standard there. Maybe I don't know. Guys uh, can't faint. Yeah, but yeah. Um, oh, you mean because the girls are always conveniently being fainted on? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, they, uh, they, they like iced his Andrew blast. For I thought they second. killed Andrew for a second. I know, I was yeah. pretty yeah. intense. He got iced hard. They, they, yeah, he gets he gets hit with this like this giant beam, and like a, it is like a slow. It cuts to this like slow mo, him, yeah. you know, floating midair. It's as like this a beam just kind of consumes him, like a Marvel versus Capcom finisher or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a beam all the way across the screen, and he's just flat horizontal slow mo. Right it's, when you come in with Iron Man, and you have that like. 
the and Omega like, the blast shoulder bone. or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah the, you the, like tag team with War Machine and you like blast <laughs> them with this. And, okay. But yeah, he gets got good. And, you know, they win, of course. The the scouts show up and they do their thing. They win. Uh, Zoysite uh, hits Darian or Sailor uh, Tuxedo Mask with a, hey, Tuxedo Mask, you're handsome. And he's it's so good. <laughs> oh, who, me? And she goes, gotcha, and takes the rainbow crystal and bounces. <laughs> it's so good. Appealing it's to man's. A... And that's pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh, except she, there is a wonderful him... bit. I think one of my favorite bits is oh, when they're the in the airport. Mm-hmm. Did anybody catch oh, that's right. the airport. announcer? What the announcer says over the intercom initially? No, doesn't it say it's like, right. like flight to Nairobi? Well, it says yeah, Flight 402 that. to Nairobi, Africa. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Nairobi, Africa. <laughs> <laughs> because it 100% did not trust the audience to know what Kenya was. <laughs> Say, all right, Nairobi, Africa. Wow. That city in the country of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Yeah. Boo, Deke. You can't even blame it on America. This is a Canadian production. Come yeah. on. Come on, Canada. Yeah, and as soon as as soon as Rita leaves, Lita and Serena are talking at the airport, and they're like, "What? You still gonna like? Yeah, you still flirt?" Yeah, yeah, they're still gonna kind of go after him as like practice for for hitting on Tuxedo Mask, even though they know they can't have Andrew. Right. Which is nice Chase that we that finally get down. a little closure on one of these one of these heartthrobs. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't stop him from being hot, but it is it 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 does kind of make it so that. You know, Serena's got one man now. Well, two, but she doesn't know. She doesn't know the depth of her feeling for Darian yet. <laughs> no. She's not aware. She doesn't even know yet. Uh, how about that? How about that Sailor says? Is it good? I mean, the that first, was a good. first one that's like a strong solid, right? Like, yeah. They, yeah. Really, they really jump in and are like, hey, whatever whatever feelings you have, you're not alone. Uh, please reach out think, to no, people. Please reach out. Mental health is important. Your yeah, friends, like, your parents, your counselor. I would like, say this is probably one of the first ones I've seen where I've been like, this might have actually saved some lives. That's what I'm saying. Like, it yeah. was good and it was actionable. It wasn't like believe in yourself or be true to your heart, which are right. good sentiments, but hardly useful in a practical sense if you're mm-hmm. struggling. Right. <laughs> and the other episode when it just kind of veered into like, don't do drugs territory, there was no <laughs> grounding for it. Yeah. And so totally. it's just kind of an empty, empty mantra. Mm-hmm. without any sort of grounding and this this was just so much stronger of like hey yeah like <laughs> stuff's gonna fuck you up yeah Boys, and, girls uh, right I, I mean it is it is still a little thin because the, their their premise is basically like hey you know bad shit's gonna happen to you but life is full of bad shit yeah, like, like, like finding fact, but out you your, don't think you can well it's like it's like finding out your favorite hunk has a girlfriend you know bad shit's gonna happen to you yeah, like although yeah. lita did reach out like she did she yeah. she and serena kind of worked through it together which was nice they're, yeah. they're such good friends. Austin, you better spit that sourdough out because I've got some talking points for you. You got to get to. Yeah, please present it to me. Please present it. <laughs> so, so here's here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I want you to tell us about. This week, we were proud to be sponsored uh, by a great new company called Zippers for Sisters. <laughs> When I first heard about zippers for sisters, I thought, <laughs> no way, no way, girlfriend. Uh, that can't be. That sounds too good to be true. Uh, because, like, all the sisters out there just don't have zippers. You know? And and so 
that's why I'm really excited to present this product. So uh, this is a wonderful bit of problem solving where up until 2018, no sisters have had zippers. And it's just, it's like nobody can explain it. Nobody knows why. It's still something that people have just figured out. But like one woman had the real bravery to ask, hey, where are these, where are these zippers at? Put up with these zippers and not having them for sisters. And so uh, she just made them. Just made some and just started giving them out. Now I wanna I wanna be be, be clear. I wanna ask a clarifying question. These these zippers aren't special or anything. They're they're just we're just correcting the the lack of normal zippers that sisters. Yeah, have nobody been knows with. why they weren't there <laughs> until until this this one lady uh, Trish Horrors and Horbin. Trish 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 and Horbin. What's your last name? <laughs> yes, Trish. Trish Hoes and Hoban. Just started making them. She just bought some zippers at the store. She bought some zippies at the store and, and was like, here, sisters. Here you go. This is, this is you now. You got them. So, it's time. Hashtag it's time. <laughs> it's, t- it's time. <laughs> it's 2018. So, yeah, so it's time to, time to get those zippers out. Hey, welcome back. Got some bad news. We uh, we taste tested that loaf we made, and it was just too sour, too ding dang sour. It's like lemon, just like Austin predicted. Uh, we had to we had to put that right back in the sour patch uh, for the kids to play with. And uh, we're this gonna is a, this is for the kids now. <laughs> we're gonna start over. They can use it like a basketball. This is a loaf for youths. <laughs> <laughs> Youth loaves. Uh, They're horrible taste buds. We won't know the difference. Uh, they certainly won't. They uh, love lemons. <laughs> you know, kids and their lemons. Uh, this is we're we're gonna talk about. They're always saying, "Daddy, daddy, <laughs> slice me up a lemon." I'm I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, if we got a bread for you, <laughs> have our mistake. Um, we are gonna talk about the Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa, Episode Four, School Days. Now, I know what you're thinking. Last time we did episode two. What the hell did the ding dang happen to episode three? Well, we did it in that Westworld special from about a month ago. So you can go check that out if you don't remember what remember remember that. Uh, what was that episode called? I don't even remember anymore. I don't remember. But it was episode three, and we've already done it. So moving on, episode four, school days, and here's a blurb. Moo Mesa awaits the arrival of a new school marm to teach the kids, but what the citizens don't know is of the sheriff and the mayor's plan to replace the teacher with a horrible imposter. Will the youths of Moo Mesa be swayed to devilish deeds? Yes, the answer is yeah, yes. This is, this is about a child gang. <laughs> it's <laughs> about child soldiers in the war against gold. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're right. That's very right. Uh, it's it's a story about about how three youths learn to mistrust all adults forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. You have your foundation shaken. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so this is this is a fun one, but it's like it's just good. like just like all the Mumesa episodes that we've watched so far, there's a lot that happens. Like yeah. the amount of cuts and scene changes in this show is pretty high. Um yeah. uh, have we seen I mean I know we've seen the tumbleweed is kind of a, a silly looking building, but have we seen how silly the buildings are in, in Mumesa yet? Like, are you are you implying that you've you've noticed them? Because this, this episode opens on a house made a giant cactus house and like a, a pot, like a like a pot oh for my cooking. God, you're right. A house that's a pot and a house that's a cactus. It's the very. <laughs> oh man, it's like a little old woman who lived like a sh- lived in the shoe. <laughs> yeah, but the whole town we is get that some way. Little old woman, little old women in this episode. God, yeah, it's like it's it's like Moo Mesa sensed that they were behind the eight ball versus Cyber Six in our lineup, and they were like, "Well, we'll clumsily throw our hat into the gender conversation," and they failed utterly. Uh, utterly. Oh no, no, <laughs> no pun intended. You did it on purpose. You did it. No, I didn't. Yeah. So, uh, what what happens first? Um, it's just everybody's all a, all a, a hooting about the new school marm. The new school marm's <laughs> coming to town. The, uh, I like kiss on everyone's uh, liked, lips. Um, <laughs> Moo and Miss Lily appear, and they're like, "We just came from the assay office." I don't know what an assay office is, but so I, I got the impression they didn't come just from there. I think they yeah. Came I looked just... up an assay office, and that's where you evaluate mineral ores and gems. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. Sort of but I did think place. that they came. They came from knocking boots. <laughs> <laughs> you could be right. You could be right. Yeah. But the assay office. Was was a, there was an attempted robbery of the assay office that did not work out because of the 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 marshals? They show up and they they it's foil the plan. The marshals were like, "These guys are getting to work pretty early." Yeah, <laughs> let's casually stop them. There's today's <laughs> today's crime is already happening, and it's eight in the morning. Uh, but yeah, I mean they they foil the plot, and then very quickly we learn that of course Terrible and Mayor Baloney were behind it, and. The first weird thing in this episode happens where we're, we go into their conversation that they're having in private, and the mayor is feeding a fish. Yeah, and this fish, this fish <laughs> has a very t- silly fish. <laughs> he has facial hair that matches the mayor's, and he's wearing a top hat. And it raises the question again: like, man, if cattle and scorpions and all these other people gained intelligence, why not some horses and why not fish? Yeah. <laughs> and I think some fish. <laughs> yeah, maybe that fish is is secretly sentient and and trapped in this horrible bowl. Yeah, I mean it, it's enough to know that it's eating garbage food. Oof. Um. Yeah. But the mayor, the mayor gets a a, a real a real wild hair. Uh, he gets the idea to use the local children, of which there are only three. Uh, yes, to, he to do laments his criminal that there work. are no good bad guys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they all man, suck. where are all the bad guys gone, huh? <laughs> where are all those criminals? Where and have all the bad guys gone? Yeah, and he yeah he just thinks, all right, Ooh. hello, how about how about <laughs> these little wee ones that we can form their mind into a. Uh, into cold calculating evil and make a new gang of children. Yeah. But then terrible's like, Oh, what those kids live by the code of the West. They'll never do anything bad. And so their plan is to replace the incoming school marm with boot Hill buzzard in drag 
and use the power of a teacher's authority to get these kids to do rude dudes, rude deeds. Sorry. Yeah. It's kind of a, a little interesting commentary, I would say. Yeah. On, on, uh, but how he, impressionable it's you are. so it is so funny when he when he kidnaps the school marm. <laughs> and he just drives to this cliff and just overhand chucks her off the side. Yeah, oh my god, he just fucking ices her off a cliff. And she doesn't, we don't see any, anything happen for like 10 seconds. Yeah, like that marm died. Yeah, she's definitely gone. <laughs> uh, there's what a- she does come back as, like the, the Moo Mesa or the, the Cowboys come in the marshals come in and this is actually to their to their credit kind of a smart plan because what's going through my head is like oh well if the stagecoach driver knows that the school marm has been kidnapped then obviously the jig is up right there totally so they take he's like oh she's been kidnapped and chuck her off this cliff and then they throw a lasso to ostensibly save her and what comes back is a replacement boot hill buzzard and drag dressed up just the same while the the real school school mom we find out has been secreted away into a cave under the cliff. Yeah, now, for like honestly, right here, it's I mean, kind of well, smart. It, it is it is true. The Food Hill Buzzard is is in drag. I think something that bears mentioning is it's not played for the same kind of laugh that most cartoons do. Like when the cool boy no. has to put on a girly sweater and go and you know undercover into some, some girl of space. The same uh, some of the same comments and some of the are there jokes about him? I don't remember any. There there's, is there's, there's like one a... saddle sore oh, says okay. like oh, you look real pretty in that dress and then they like scuff for a second and fight and that's like really all we get. Uh, yeah, other than other than Dakota's like complete uh, in, mad crush on her mad yeah. horn bones for well Dakota dude has but... some deep seated weird shit because it didn't yeah it, it's not like she's hot he's attracted to teachers he's. Full on horn boning over the fact. I that thought she's I thought he, I thought he had like a yeah. I took it as a like a maternal thing. Like he probably didn't have a mother and attached to like the school teacher. Yeah, because well, he's like you. You remind me a lot of my old school, Marm. Yeah, it it crosses a little bit of a line. Like it's enough that that calamity Kate like gets wind of yeah, how much jelly. he's excited. like she yeah. gets jealous of it, and it's like yeah yeah he's kind of laying spread it that on jelly thick. all over my sourdough. She's <laughs> yeah. jealous. No, there's definitely some kind of interesting Freudian dynamics at work here. <laughs> there is, there is. But what I like about that dynamic is that was that was interesting, and I don't know that. I mean. I don't know that I would have thought about it if I was writing like a spec script for this, but uh, the deal with Dakota Dude is that he trusts the teacher's authority so implicitly and admires her that when Cody, the little kid, tries to tell him what's up, that maybe there's some weird shit going on, he's like, no, listen to your teacher. She knows best and just sort of walks away and doesn't hear the kid out at all. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of a neat angle on it, though. I liked it. It felt real. It did. It definitely did. Though I seeing as the villain's entire plan hinges on the kids not being listened to, it did seem a little bit more of a gamble. Like how are the villains not going to know that the jig is going to be up when the kids are like sent to go find the combination to a safe that later gets robbed. Well, it was their yeah, math literally homework. Three that part really later. confused me. Like it is some weird, there's some weird uh, hand waving there, but yeah. So, so right. So they, we should explain the assignments that are given out. Yes. So Boot Hill Buzzard is, is teaching the school now. And these three precocious children, Cody and Carly, you know, the and some other kid. Carly is the girl. And I don't remember the, do we get the name of the third one? I don't we think do. So. I just don't care. 
Yeah, right. Um, I, I Carly only had one or two lines. She kind of knocked him out of the park. She did. Her, yeah, her she's, accent she's is amazing. She's a major yeah. voice actor. Oh, really? Well, she she's a uh, Lil in Rugrats, I think. Oh, okay. oh, sure, sure, sure. And I know she's been in other stuff. It's just a. Uh, I'm pretty sure she that's Lil from Rugrats, but um, yeah, she's great. Uh, but these kids are given their first assignment, which is to they get pieces of paper and it's like, what is this it's scavenger hunt to find the sum of the uh, <laughs> combination lock in the assay house? Yeah, and so they, they run off excited and bring him. I guess somehow they find what the combination lock numbers are. Uh, so that first assignment, you know, OK, but the second assignment is immediately really suspect. Uh, because the second one, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The second one is to find out Calamity Kate's secret route while she's transporting <laughs> the gold. Like, yeah, that's alarm bells immediately to me, even as a yeah. kid. The fact that he points out the gold as well. Yeah. It's all laid pretty bare. <laughs> um, but there's there's some there's some pretty good lines. I think Cody has a, has a line because he comes back and they're like they're like yeah we figured out the route and I drew a map. <laughs> and later he's like, and, and, should and he, I have drawn a funny the map line afterwards? He's like, which I'm already kind of regretting doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but like every time after we after they finish an assignment, we get like the masked bull somehow showing up at the right time in the right place because, you know, of the intel from these kids right. and uh, the marshals are are perplexed. They don't know how he's got the, the intel. They don't know why he knew where to show up to steal Calamity Kate's gold, et cetera, et cetera. But then so Cody's captured pretty quickly. Yeah, they like try and set up like a a, a trap. Um, yeah, I don't know what the trap was exactly. Well, I don't know. There's, the kids thought that they ledge. could take out the bad guys and they they you know, they're looking for where the gold depository is and the kid Cody feeds false information about where it is so that they can go and like ambush him. Yeah. Uh he tells them it's in like Fort Socks. Um I don't know, but there's that's when my favorite line happens from that little girl Carly that we talked about. She's like, "Cody, Fort Socks is a broken down cavalry fort. There's no gold there." <laughs> <laughs> it's like like dial that accent up to 12. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, but then he also, I think one of my favorite lines is when Cody leaves a note, they find out that he left a note kind of explaining his intentions to the marshals, which is a very smart move. That's why you always leave a note. And he does. And when they're pouring over it, all the marshals kind of figure it out once they read it. Right. Um, and, uh, they point out he misspelled sincerely. <laughs> and then Montana's like, well, if he went after the mass bold, he did a lot worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> and just this, like, his straightforward, serious delivery on, like, well, he did things worse <laughs> than spelling a word wrong, I gotta tell you. <laughs> Montana has very little humor. Yeah. The but code it, of the know, West. Once, once an episode, there's, there's just kind of a smartly written line, just kind mm -hmm. of a fun line. Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, up. I think we said it before. The at the dialogue level, the writing in the show is often pretty good. It is baseline not great, but then there, there are just some nice moments that bob to the surface. I would say, 
Like oh, here. I just noticed another building in this in this Moon Mesa. There's a teacup called the Ooh. Teacup Inn. <laughs> real, real uh, <laughs> clever. <laughs> uh, also, once they figure out the secret, Dakota kind of goes bonkers. Oh yeah, that's right. He's like a like a like a raging bull. For he gets a that mad cow, a raging bull. <laughs> yeah, he finds out he's been lied to uh, about his you know, about his crush. And there's kind of that interesting thing that happens. I mean, I know it's, it's not exactly this in the show, but there's some, some shadows of it, of, of the like angry straight white man, like having to confront, (laughs) you know, that he's been like, that he thinks he's been lied to. And he's like, Oh, you made me gay for a minute. (laughs) Did you say Dakota's blue? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Rory. <laughs> uh, but though, you know, he sort of has to, is that like, it's that like toxic male anger mm-hmm. about like being confused about his sexuality where he he just fights it with anger and not like, huh, maybe I'm, uh, I learned something new about myself today. <laughs> maybe I'm into granny teachers. <laughs> Doesn't matter whether they got beaks or not. Yeah. Uh, Though Rory, you said you said mad cow, and that just sort of sent me on a spiral thinking about like a like a you know very special episode of Blossom where like someone in town gets mad cow disease and we have to deal with like the imminency of death. Oh boy! <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see. I want to see uh, Moo Mesa go there. They say I got the bovine spongiform encephalitis. <laughs> Oh no. Um and then we we kind of finish this out uh with a a series of of I don't know what we've been calling cowboy nonsense, right? Uh Yeah, we had some nonsense. Yeah. There's there's a big there's a big a showdown scene. at the at the Skunk Ravine or Yeah, something yeah. like skunk that. Skunk Ravine, whatever it's called. Yeah, okay. So the shed the, there's a shed that's keeping Calamity Kate and the original school marm hostage. And they do an interesting thing here where they try to like they read the first chapter on the book, How to Give Women Agency, (laughs) (laughs) and they didn't read the rest of it. But they started by making an attempt to have Calamity Kate try to get herself out of trouble. And she is able to make a electromagnet. That moment is so good because everyone, the school mom is freaking out and she's like, we're going to die and everything's on fire and Kate's like, well, not if we keep trying. And she pulls up this thing she's made with a a bunch of wire and a horseshoe and then everything calms down for a second and the school mom just goes, why, you have made an electromagnet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, suddenly calm teacher mode. This is a cool moment for a calamity Kate. It's great. And then lightning hits the shed everything catches on fire uh and then uh, the electromagnet i think we have to talk about what what she gets with it it does yeah it does pull <laughs> it does pick up in. a battle axe <laughs> there's yeah. a battle axe in the shed and she... right but then they cut away and they never use it no that's true she uses and it they're to effectively break her damseled it's yeah. just damseling with an extra step <laughs> yeah they get damseled with a battle axe they get free yeah. but they don't get fully free and it takes Dakota dude kicking down the wall of this building for them to get free. And then we get not the first time tonight that mud will be used to put out a fire. Oh shit. We should have uh, done a mud themed episode. Yeah, we kind of did. 
Um, we kind of did a this is our mud episode. Yeah, because so uh, yeah, we find out that the the women are are still stuck in Matthew this McConaughey's shed. here from his movie Mud. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I I don't I haven't seen the movie. It's about mud. <laughs> is that a pretty good impression of him in Mud? Yeah, doing a Bill Clinton maybe. <laughs> all right, all right. I have not seen I'm that movie. McConaughey, I didn't have sex with that woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, let's wrap this one up. Yeah, so Moo Montana butter up shoots our some cliffs. <laughs> shoots some cliffs. The the mud goes on the fire and puts it out. They save the ladies, whether they'd been tied up or not. They just kind of <laughs> yeah. bust in and save them. And then Cody gets a soda. Yeah, this this episode ends. And it looks like Cody might be Calamity's Kate's kid. We thought before he was Miss Lily's. I'm. It's still very unclear it's, it's to me. It's still nebulous. He's sort of arbitrarily both of their sons. They have, <laughs> as the plot as the plot dictates. He's the idiot the village is raising together. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. That one's very confusing. But you know. Dakota uh, apologizes to Cody and he says, you know, like it says in the code of the West, a cowboy's only wrong when he can't admit it. And I was wrong. I didn't pay you. No, never mind. Uh, which is pretty cute. I, I, I like I like yeah, Dakota, dude. Nice I like him a lot. Apology. And uh, Moo admonishes him for going off on his own. But then he's like, ah, uh, uh, cheer up, calf pint. <laughs> calf <laughs> pint is real good have a sarsaparilla on me and the last shot of the episode is is moo handing a small child a frothy mug in a bar and the yeah. child drinks deep of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he gets that yep he covers himself in those bubbles <laughs> it just without context it's it it just looks like a beer it just looks like he's chugging beer uh but yeah, we know kids better. don't know what a sarsaparilla is. They're just like, shit, that kid got some beer. <laughs> he got cowboy beer. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's Moo Mesa. That was Moo Mesa, was Did you guys it? ever try a beer when you were a kid? Because it was not good. No, no it's not. It's, it's not, not good. My grandpa it's sour let me like take lemons. a sip. It's sour <laughs> like lemons. <sour laughs> like, I, I hope you just always it's bad it just tastes like lemon Austin, <laughs> Austin, maybe before you eat food you should take that lemon out of your mouth <laughs> you oh austin you idiot <laughs> i have a very undeveloped palate <laughs> things are either good or lemon <laughs> all right let's move on let's uh mr Voy, what is it there uh, andy uh, I, I think that it is time for you to to, 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 to pull your weight Oops, around. Sorry, here. wait, I'm still I'm still spreading jam on this sourdough bread. What's up? I'm still I'm still I've got so many pieces of sourdough bread. I've got three pieces of toast in front of me and I'm ready to I'm just gonna take some quick little bites of this toast if you don't have anything more important to talk about. <laughs> oh I do. I really do. because uh, I think it's time for you to start pulling your weight and uh, tell us all about uh, this new sponsor. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Justin's birthday. <laughs> Sorry, I just had three big bites of sourdough in my mouth at the same time, so I couldn't start right away. Let me tell you guys about Justin's birthday, you guys. Justin is our favorite sweet nine-year-old boy from from uh, Grants Pass, Oregon. And this guy, let me tell you, this, this little boy, boy, he has been through the ringer. His mom is a potato. And his... <laughs> and look, like... 
this guy's he goes to school every day and every day he gets a little bit smaller <laughs> as the as the curse as his mother's curse claims his body and he inches slowly towards potato himself by the time he's 12 he will be nothing but a mere little spud but this year this year we're celebrating justin in his in his you know largely human form <laughs> one last time oh shit before he becomes a potato head kid <laughs> go go potatoes everyone so we're collecting donations uh for justin's birthday we want to hire all kinds of great great things we're gonna get a little bouncy house we're gonna get uh, a, a clown a clown comes in he does balloon animals he's a great clown uh we're gonna get other birthday stuff that's good like a deep fryer a deep fryer <laughs> <laughs> uh we're trying to raise 900 dollars to give this boy the sweetest birthday he can have buy him transformers and buy him the other toys the kids like they uh, amiibos we'll get him amiibos yeah, yeah. to be fair transforming is something that is on his mind <laughs> <laughs> might not be the best idea but <laughs> you can think about turning into a car instead maybe that's better <laughs> that poor guy that little that little guy that little champion <laughs> we love him to death one last go for justin everybody yeah. do this for justin's birthday do it do do the right thing he's becoming a potato <laughs> <laughs> deep in my heart i feel love so alive. Hey, thanks for getting this far into the sourdough loaf with us my sweet youths and my sweet best friends am i a youth uh, or a best friend <laughs> Well, usually you, you make that choice ask, for yourself, but in friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I know where I stand. All right, stand. well, t- put the t- you know scrape the sides. I mean, we've been going through this sourdough pretty quick, so you gotta scrape. You take that take that butter knife and scrape the sides of your jelly jar, and spread it all around this this episode of Cyber Six. Because guess what? We're watching Terra. <laughs> yeah, episode three. Riker right, creates three. a new monster made of living mud with the hope of destroying Cyber Six, but the creature winds up having far more buried beneath its surface. Uh, not unlike really good loaf sourdough bread. <laughs> What's buried beneath the surface of a sourdough loaf? The sour, the sour <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah, the loaf part. <laughs> so almost all of the bread is under the surface. Just a whole bag of Sour Patch Kids. Don't you dare! <laughs> it's only a matter of crust. Well, uh, <laughs> we really we took a we took a full on uh, ooze cruise in this episode. There's a man <laughs> who is made entirely of sludge. Uh, yeah, I call him Goopy Gus. Goopy Gus. That's my fun name for him instead of Tara. As I like calling him Goopy Gus. Goopy Gus, the Muck Master. Yeah. The Gunk. Andy, does he remind you of anything? Well, he kind of reminds me of Clayface. Uh, oh, Clayface is an obvious one. But I was trying to I was trying to trick you into uh into talking about about your about your forbidden topic. Oh no 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 no, <laughs> we're not doing that today. I got five demerits a couple weeks ago, and I am not looking forward <laughs> to getting any more. Uh, I'll be a, I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's sort of like a this this like villain not villain character that we get. This just full on ooze grossness. Uh, it's sort of in the tradition of a Clayface, maybe like a Sandman or a, uh, what's that character from Batman Beyond? The the woman who does it. Uh, oh, Ink. Oh, oh, Batman Beyond has Clayface as well. He does, that Is does there, have uh, Clayface, but there's Ink. I don't remember the woman. Yeah, I don't Ink, know if I saw yeah, that she's episode. She's like the like dark, dark Ink. Or maybe maybe like uh, maybe like Senator Kelly from the X Men movie. 
He, yeah, he, ooh, he turned into slush into slush water at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, or uh, or Tetsuo from Akira. Mm-hmm. Just a big flesh ooh. monster. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's weird. It's like there's a big concept here in this episode, but like there's not quite enough story scaffolding to hold it up. Uh, it's mostly, I don't know. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. Like, like I was really into it, but like what was there ne- didn't necessarily make me care as much as I could tell the episode wanted me to. It was, I would say it was far less jam packed with exposition. Uh, unlike yeah, a lot a, of other it episodes. A slow episode is a small episode in, I was basically just about Cyber Six's budding friendship with this mud mutant, and I was there for it the same way that I was really there for Data Seven. Right. Yeah. For, I love and we this have Panther. Our Panther. This is, is this back. is this is the the heartthrob I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Data Seven is giving me all kinds of new emotions. <laughs> oh yeah. This fucking Panther is my boy. Rory's having <laughs> a, a, a fur awakening over here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I am all about this fucking panther, uh, <laughs> but but uh, Goopy Gus, our friend, is mud from the first sea, on Earth. Yes. What does that and phrase mean? Mud from the first know. sea on Earth? Is it supposed to be like they made him from primordial ooze? Yeah, it's either that, he or I don't know if there's ooze. supposed to be some kind of uh like biblical. I was getting yeah. some kind of like a, a biblical thing almost, yeah. like a man being like made from clay. Right. Totally. Uh, you know, not sure. But yeah, Von Richter makes it and then infuses Jose mm-hmm. and like puts his brain into it. And then Jose doesn't like it. So puts a bunch <laughs> of more fixed ideas in there. Just throws a bunch of folks all in there. Yeah, it's all very scientific. Yes. <clears throat> it's uh, it's it's just Frankenstein nonsense. There's like they've got these weird pods that like electro zap your brain into this muck thing and then later there's like a lazarus pit that they get lowered into and like you know dna splice magic i don't fucking know it's it's very confusing they're they're infusing this mud man with the traits of others is what's happening right they want to make it smart enough so they can go out and kill cyber six because <laughs> they clearly can't do that on their own right but then uh we cut to lucas we cut to our our wonderful lovesick Lucas talking to Adrian. He, he and, just asks that man on a date. Yeah. Yes. Our wonderful bisexual Lucas uh, asks Adrian if he wants to go on a just go out to see a movie, you know, just like Buds. And it's and not like it the is, next Avengers movie. It's it's it, a romance film like when Adrian, Adrian, Adrian slews him out. She goes or he or I think. I don't want to trip over pronouns too much, but I think I this think episode as Adrian, does. It's he, and then as Cyber well, Six. Well, certainly, she... I was gonna say I was gonna say that I think in this episode we get a little hint that Cyber Six is is very much the primary identity. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So then Lucas goes alone to the movie. Oh uh, he yeah. He's like a little precocious youth, and he he takes a a little lollipop from the child's bag. <laughs> which I guess is not weird when it happens that way. Yeah. You know, when it's... a girl offers a grown man a lollipop, it's, <laughs> I think it's less weird. I think so too. I don't know that I'd accept a child's lollipop though. Yeah. You don't know what they've done. Yeah. But as soon as that happens, uh, he notices the, the ooze attack and that's when Ivan ooze shows up and grabs him. <laughs> yeah. There's this big, uh, 
there's a big fight scene for the first part of this episode where they're all trying to uh, sort of ascertain what the hell's going on with Mr. Goop and uh, whose name is Tara. Let's let's just remember yeah. that the name is Tara. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we can give them all the funny names we want. I assume it's a guy. It doesn't really matter. It's it's a Goop creature, and uh, we have to gender it. We don't. And he or she is sort of like a like a King Kong made of gack. Uh, yeah. He steals the he steals the mom and the daughter, and Lucas tries to hurt him, and and uh, I don't know. It's 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 kind of a messy scene, but it's super interesting because the the way they animate this Goop Man is very fun. It's gorgeous. Uh, and he has kind of like a creepy face too, like almost like a uh-huh. I don't know, like a like a like one of those tragedy masks. You're yeah. almost there, Andy. Tell me what this mask reminds you of. I don't know what you want me to say. You're the one getting the demerit this time. If you, if I can't get I don't there, have to, I haven't said it. I haven't said it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. I don't know what it is. I got nothing. I mean, to me, it kind of looks like Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> He's a little bit of an Oogie Boogie going on. Are you going for no face? Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh yeah, no, there is a spirited away. <laughs> spirited away, no face. But Andy, I'm sorry, you did mention a character from an anime. And, uh, we we have to we have to make good rules on, our, are on our promise to punish you. <laughs> Can I lobby for it on to our just unwavering be promise? To one point because it's punishment. Miyazaki and he's legit. Just, yeah, just I'm sorry, we can't budge on this one. No, no we gave you a Miyazaki <laughs> pass once in the past. And it's not, it, the buck has to stop here. You're, you're a creature of the night. I feel like I've just been entrapped. <laughs> this is full on entrapment. <laughs> How how many demerits is that? That's going to be a full six. I think. Jesus Christ! The set the the scale on this makes no sense to me. But I I suppose well, I have no choice. Well, it's about setting an example for the future. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck right off. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so the goop monster though, um, eventually Cyber Six joins the fight. Yeah, with Once Data the, Seven, the, the Panther. Yeah, the of our child. Dream. So the child and the mom are freed. Uh, thanks to Lucas and and playing some clever some clever tricks with getting him to drop drop them in the hand by throwing up some like metal stuff that he catches on reflex. Yeah, it's like he's so chucking stanchions. Yeah, that's the word. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, and then Cyber Six jumps in and is like getting choked out and getting like crushed and apparently puts out some kind of red orb. That yeah. I guess is love. <laughs> yeah, we're getting right into the weird shit in this episode right now. It's it's absorbing something like it looks like electricity from Cyber Six, you know, which sort of makes me think of that like green ooze that she was chugging right. from those bad mm-hmm. guys. But at a point where she where he gets like this this red orb, it's like he's had too much and goes into migraine mode and then full on like starts understanding human love. And yeah, can suddenly <laughs> he can speak and he goes like, you know, like sort of simple Hulk uh, talking and can can communicate and understands Cyber Six's love and is pretty much after that super cool and real chill. Yeah. And goes yeah, and the after the bad over. dudes. <laughs> Almost. Nope. Not even a little bit. Uh 
I don't know. Am I is my heart dead by thinking that this goo monster going over and saying love what love is just full on hackneyed and bullshit? Is is that that's a little hacky? But it, I think you anytime we've got a sort of a, a a creature given sentience and having to come to the full weight of what that means is is a is a meaty topic that you can usually get a little bit out of, even if the dialogue is a little ammy. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm I'm still going to get a little misty when it gets even close to Iron Giant territory. <laughs> and yeah, he kind of and he, he kind of gets a little he, he has a group moment later. I right. go, you stay. Um. Yeah, that kind of thing happening. Uh, so I would say it still worked on me and I thought it was cool, especially since it was more than just, all right, got to fight the enemy and that's it. You know, they they still threw a wrinkle in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they try round two because Goopy Gus doesn't work and they, he, you know, he, he feels the love and then they put him in a loose cage. Yeah, but it's electrified. a lot of holes in it. Yeah, but the bars are electrified, but there's still a ton of room in between those bars. Yeah. But right now he's he's huge, but he's not gigantic. And they the Jose turns him into a big old puddle of mud, like a, just a ton of earth. Well, and yeah, this is throws in like a cyber a mutated. This rat. is this is my favorite part, is that there's this big Lazarus pit, and he's dropping the goo into it, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna combine you with like the scariest creatures known to man." And then we just <laughs> we just see tubes, and there's a bear and an octopus. You know, wild, widely known as the evilest of Earth's creatures, <laughs> the the polar bear and the the tiny octopus. But I guess those are just to give him claws and extra limbs. But it it did seem it was a little funny with the dialogue on top. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, he but starts turning again. into a unspeakable horror. Yeah, and then sets him off again to to lure Cyber Six into a trap, and that works. That works pretty well. Like a like a bear to honey. Yeah, Cyber Six goes right in there, and then suddenly she's all up in that that big old. Well, she mud tells man. she tells Data Seven to keep Lucas the hell out the hell out of the fight for once. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's been like you know the last two. Because he can't keep his he can't keep his big fucking nose out of out of business. He's got no business being in. No, he cannot. Uh, but yeah, and 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 to to their credit, he doesn't actually end up showing up and doing anything wrong. Right. I mean, he shows well, up right at the fun. end. It's kind of fun. He yeah. he has his sort of like lover boy sixth sense that she's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. He, he opens the door. And... The... Once there's a fire started, because. Yeah. Jose, I guess, doesn't trust that the job's getting done. Right. And yeah, yeah. starts lighting the whole tower on fire that Cyber Six is trapped in. Yeah. Continuing our trend of, of burning every building we spend any amount of time into the fucking yeah, ground. Yeah, they did it again. <laughs> This is the third but I, I thought it was uh, Data Seven has a fun little moral quandary. At least this is how I interpreted it. Of like, of like, you know, on one hand, Cyber Six did ask me to to do something and keep you out of this fight for once in your fucking life. <laughs> but I also have uh, no no care in the world whether you live or die, and Cyber Six is in trouble. So let's just <laughs> yeah, <go> exactly. Like <laughs> that. That's a very cat cat like vibe. R- Rory's but, starting to really identify with this Data 7 character. Oh, Data I'm, 7 is my boy. I, <laughs> my boy. Look, I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon here, but I also do very much love Data 7. <laughs> wow, guys. I, I am deeply in this love for this panther. <laughs> We're feeling some panther love. <laughs> Deep in my love for the panther. 
got that 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 dark silky fur. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a big fucking fight again with uh with the evil extra evil version of Terra, and Cyber Six has to like run all the way up a tower. And you know, I mean, I don't know how many times we can say this. Like all of their action sequences are really well done. Uh, like there are like it would take too long to sort of moment by moment talk about what's cool. It's yeah, just that it's all really cool. Like there's a really sense of, of movement and style and uh and a lot of like custom stuff, right? Like you don't feel like they're reusing no. a ton of frames all over the place like some shows. Though I would like to know if they can end an episode without fire showing up. Me too. But I guess and they we'll just they got out. a they got a boner for animating fire. And they're good at yeah. it. Yeah. They uh, like doing it. But I mean it's probably cheaper in some ways. I don't know. Yeah, maybe if they if they did the cost benefit analysis, like, look, if we end these episodes <laughs> in fire, it's actually going to save us money from drawing new backgrounds. <laughs> um, there's a there's an interesting the one time I was like, actually, I mean, I know you guys like the plot, but I, I was I was a little less sold. But the one time I, I was like really on board was when Tara sort of it, it implied like Tara had two faces when it was getting really intense. Like there's the, yeah, bit, the more big of those scary face came out. Mm hmm and uh and then like the nice face came like sort of erupted out of its chest and went over and tried to talk to cyber six and they got sucked back in and then there's the evil face and yeah i really i really thought that was kind of cool like a a twist on the on the on the goopy monster and and it's different sides right well and the other thing i liked too was uh the second time this love orb comes out of cyber six i don't i didn't get the feeling that it was because of her love for lucas I think at this time it was kind of just her showing general love and empathy yeah, and kindness and just mm-hmm. this unrelenting kindness and seeing the, yeah. the soul in this, in this creature. And that was ultimately what brought it around. And it wasn't like, it wasn't dependent on cyber six sort of having a, a main squeeze. Totally. But just, just that they're a good person. Yeah, she really, I, I really feels for the for the creature. You know, she I mean, the, the moment that saves Tara is when she when she sheds tears for it. Yeah. And and it like it, it almost looked like her tears were magic somehow. Like, you know, the tears hit the goop monster and it turned bright blue and shrunk and, you know, turned docile again. But uh, but it was it was a which nice thought, moment, which I thought was pretty cool. And I will fight you about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. It's cool. We can. We don't have to agree yeah, all so the time. So as as the as the super goose has has uh, <laughs> returned to Terra's sentience, uh, he, what's left before he before he sacrifices himself, Iron Giant style? Yeah, we get it. We just we get a little Moo Montana classic of putting out fires with mud. Yes. Yeah, he turns into this giant mud spray and rains down and down the tower. Yeah. yeah, gives himself up. Uh, there, there was one, one line. I think it was Jose that said that he was already getting tired of Father's little mud pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, right at the beginning of the episode, he, when he like beginning is a good line too. What is it? Andy? He steps out of the pod after he's had his essence sort of zapped out of him, and he, uh, he. Oh, hold up! I, I, I lost it. He, he walks out and he says, uh, "Now, how is my little mud pie, son?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is really creepy to hear, like a little child say. Yeah, 
<laughs> not the creepiest thing that character has done, though. No, not yet. Not at all. Uh, not even a little bit. No, but it was great to hear hear a little child talk about his little mud pie son. Yeah. Uh, very There's strange. There's also a great exchange at the very end. Uh, the very end. So, yeah, the Terra has sacrificed itself to put out the fire and to save Cyber Six. And just in time, uh, Data Seven and Lucas show up. Mm-hmm. And Lucas's first question is like, will I ever understand what's going on? <laughs> and Cyber Six's answer is something to the tune of like, maybe eventually, but not right now. Like, <laughs> dude, I do not have the time. Yeah. I don't have the time for you. Yeah, it's not it's not my job to sit and explain my whole life story to you. You're the one right. insinuating yourself into my life. Yeah, exactly. Like you show up and having this like emotional moment. He's like, hey, who's going to tell me what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Lucas. All right, guys, thanks for joining us in uh, in this week's episodes. Thanks for for taking a big, healthy bite of this bread bowl with us and and chomping on that sourdough, getting 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 those loaves done. It's the bread that makes you puckered. It's the bread that's good. It's the bread for jams and jellies. It's the yeah. bread your mom wants. Your mom wants you to, to eat eat more. You know, I know we, we, we make a lot of big talk on which theme is definitively the worst theme. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I really I really mean it, and I want you to know. Uh, I love I sourdough episode. <laughs> <laughs> just, just how much I dislike this theme. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it gave me a little more to work with than windmills. <laughs> you know what? You know what? This hurts me so much. Look, we're just gonna disagree again I have on this, this podcast. I have today. this lemony sour bread. <laughs> I have this bread that gives me lemons, and I can't even make lemonade out of it because it's just the bread. It no, just make... tastes like that tart. <laughs> you make bread aid. What's in bread aid? Just crushed up me. bread and water. Crushed up bread and water. <laughs> Just soggy we bread. Call that a, we call that a an Albuquerque pudding. <laughs> hey, thanks for being with us on this episode today. It's uh, it was super fun. Uh, we we recognized that uh, this was pretty a pretty low point for us. It's pretty bad content. Yeah, and maybe together someday we can work together to climb out of this hell <laughs> oh, and just... find a new beginning. We are Persephone underground. <laughs> and maybe someday we will see the light again. I'm kidding. I love every moment I spend with you guys doing this podcast. And I love it's I great. love everything. This is wonderful. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah. Rory, and, I'm uh, so glad to have you back. I'm glad you're not sick anymore. Yeah, Rory, when you were gone, it made us real sad and we cried very oh, much and we held each other. I'm glad to be back. Sweeties, yeah. Can we, uh, should we close it up? I've got all the I've got all the loaf to myself as you two have have <laughs> stormed off, stormed out of the room. <laughs> uh, we want to thank all of our listeners for tweeting their wheat. Uh, <laughs> you guys came out in droves. Uh, you tweeted your wheat. It was great, and we had enough wheat tweeted that we were able to do an entire episode about sourdough. So, uh, you know, keep them coming. Uh, seen a lot of good ones so uh, thank you very much and uh, you know I think that leads us to uh, our final thing that we always say yeah 
uh, and that thing that we say every time um, is um, put a strap over it. You heard it here first, folks. Put a strap right on over it. Good night. Or good morning. Good night. Goodbye. Good morning. Good night. Good night. <laughs>everybody hope you've enjoyed your sourdough we all work very hard at saturday morning tuesdays to try to give you a really good experience and you know we hope that you can uh, show us some love right in return and you know how you can do that you can check out our website at sadamtuesdays.com you can also check us out on instagram facebook twitter and itunes where you can give us a subscribe or even a great review which would be like super cool if you did that uh we love that uh you know so you can follow us all on all those social media places. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors for this week, Zippers for Sisters and Justin's birthday. And next week, you can check out episode four of Cyber Six, which is Yashimoto Private Eye. You can check out Sailor Moon episode 26, Grandpa's Follies, and uh, episode five of Mumesa, A Sheep Full of Dollars. So you can go watch those and then uh, catch up with us as we talk about them next week. That's going to be super fun. Have a good night, my friends. Yeah.